My name is Nicholas Haskins, and over the past 40 years, I have fallen in love with creating in my kitchen. I'm not a chef, I'm just a guy who loves cooking from scratch with fresh ingredients and trying to spread some positive energy in the world. Join me on my culinary journey inside the kitchen and out as I explore the ups and downs of cooking, baking, and living. Welcome to Nikolai's Kitchen. Hello, good morning, hi everyone, welcome back for another episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. This is your first time here, welcome. This is going to be a little bit different than most of the episodes, unless you happen to catch that chicken tikka masala episode I did with Dan on Netflix and Swill just a few weeks ago. I'm recording another Table for Two segment today, and I'm thrilled, absolutely thrilled to be joined by one of my favorite people in podcasting, one of my favorite people in the whole entire world, and she is joining me all the way down in New Zealand, please welcome Heather of Just Heather and Not Just Heather. She's got two different shows she's starting because she's never contented with one. <laughs> welcome to the show, Heather. It's wonderful to have you here. Thank you for having me, Nick. Yes, I uh, I like to do things in duality or something. I don't know. I have a problem, but it is so good to be here. If you could, you know, before we get into the dish, before we get into a lot of different stuff, I want to talk to you about a lot of different things because uh, you're amazing and I love you. Could you just take a moment because you're just launching two brand new podcasts. Take a moment and just tell us a little bit about what those shows are going to be about. I just this year launched JustHeathers.com, which is a place to share things that I am doing and enjoying and working on and as part of that, I wanted to have a podcast that kind of had a bit more freeform ability to share things. And so Just Heathers is where it's just me sharing a bit of a personal journey and a journal. And then I've got Not Just Heathers where I'm joined by guests, which kind of takes my Sunshine Summit thing and puts it into a podcast because live streams are great, but also hard to manage for me now. I mean, they just are in general, which, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, they can be frustrating. They can be nightmarish, especially when your settings aren't working properly or whatever else is happening. It's wonderful to have you here. I've, of course, you've been part of Livestream for the Cure for the past four years. Well, four years, including this year. I can't wait to have you back again. And you guys yeah. will hear a promo for that event a little bit later if you haven't heard it. I've been hearing it everywhere, which I always love listening to podcasts and just hearing that promo everywhere now. But I've been on the Sunshine Summit before. I made a burger back in the restaurant days. I made a burger during like St. Patrick's Day it was or whatever. So I did it like all Irish themed and everything, which was, I mean, that has to be one of the most fun recordings I've ever done, even though the video and everything was terrible because I like had my webcam stuck to my cabinet in my <laughs> kitchen and like it was like angled really weird trying to cook this burger, but it was really, really fun. The Sunshine Burger. This, yes. That's what we called it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I loved making that burger. That was that was such a fun experience. And we'll get a little bit of that today, or at least, you know, we will here in our video call because we can see each other and I have a spatula in my hand. So it's going to get really serious here. But I want to talk to you more about just Heather and all that later on in, in, the, in the discussion here. But tell me what recipe you've brought here today. 
This is a mini chocolate muffin recipe that I am pretty sure I stole from somewhere. So apologies <laughs> to whoever recipe this is. The quantity of ingredients that I gave you is for a small amount of muffins. Like it won't really make big ones. If you were going to do it, you'd have to double it. But what I like about this one is it's a little bit different, pretty simple. And when I have made it before, they taste good, but also taste like you've eaten something substantial. As nice as light, airy muffins are, these ones are a little bit more filling if that makes sense. I love I love it when when you can have something that seems especially especially when you're talking like mini muffins, I love something that seems like it should be less filling but it actually really really kind of fills you up and where you can get a lot more bang for your buck I guess would be the expression or or whatever. So talk to me a little bit about I mean aside from it being really really filling and everything like how long have you been making this recipe? Like is this something that like I mean I know you quote unquote stole it from somewhere but is this something you've been making for like years and years or just recently i've had the recipe for years and years and i make it on and off it's not my staple go-to thing i just like it for an alternative to sort of everyday things my favorite recipe is neiman marcus cookies that's what i make all the time but this one is my favorite little muffin recipe neiman marcus cookies are amazing they are. They really are. So I haven't made this one a lot, and I did have to remake it just before we <laughs> recorded this to make sure I had it down pat, and I screwed it up. So <laughs> that was good. <laughs> well, how? So they, now I have to ask: How did? How? Like, what exactly happened when you remade them this time? So this time I changed the recipe, and it's got coconut in it. And after you'd mentioned that you're not a fan of coconut, the you like the taste but not the texture, maybe. Mm -hmm. I also wanted to change out flour, so I used coconut flour instead of coconut at all, and that was really interesting. And it was just getting the consistency right with the milk. Like I made it too dense; I put mm -hmm. too much coconut flour in it. You kind of have to get that ratio right because coconut flour you need less of than standard flour. And since the last time I made this, I've kind of gone gluten free because I get very upset inside when I have gluten. Yeah, and that's honestly a really interesting thing because I've recently had two friends of mine who have been diagnosed with celiac. So you know they are obviously transitioning into shifting into a gluten-free lifestyle i had one of my roommates when i went to college she had celiac and you know so it's something that i've always kind of wanted to dabble in but then when you presented me with this recipe i thought that this would be a really really good opportunity for me to experiment around with it and see if <laughs> i could come up with something like that and i just made a banana bread for the first time with no flour i literally made it yesterday as of the recording day and i made it the banana bread, half of it I did in little silicone muffin cups, which I'm going to use to make these today as well. And they turned out amazing, like really, really good. I used a combination of ground pecans and almond flour. Yeah. When I do this today, like your recipe calls for self-rising flour, which if you don't have, if you don't buy self-rising flour, you can actually make it yourself. It's a cup of all purpose, a teaspoon and a half of baking powder and a quarter teaspoon of salt. You can make your own self-rising flour. It's just, if you don't have that, you need some kind of leavening agent in there. That's what the baking powder does. But so instead of that, I'm actually going to be using all almond flour that I've added baking powder and salt too instead so i'm intrigued to see how that's going to work but your recipe the original one you sent me 
also called for dried coconut. Mm-hmm. And that was where I, you know, we've had the discussion. I just cannot do the texture of coconut. I just don't like that texture of dried or shredded coconut. So instead, when you called for a quarter of a cup of oil in this, I'm actually going to be using coconut oil. Nice. So I'm intrigued to see how that's necessarily going to turn out. And because I cook so much with egg yolk and I'm literally I'm going to be making a lime ginger aioli after I'm done with this recording and I need egg yolk for that and I also need egg yolk for a lime curd I just have a lot of egg whites so I'm going to do this with basically two egg whites and one egg I decided to stick one egg in there instead of doing all egg whites Mm -hmm. just because (laughs) (laughs) I I I don't uh, I don't really know and like I did this with Dan on the air and 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 Dan actually thought that it was supposed to be he was supposed to make it live on the air, so he did, and it was great. It was really, really wonderful. And I actually decided that whenever I do these episodes, I'm going to do that live on the air so we can kind of get my reactions to like the different steps, and we can kind of walk through it. I love it. Sounds awesome. <laughs> As I get prepared here, and so the first step here is to you take, and my oven's already preheated. It's 350 or 180 centigrade for preheating your oven, and you have to mix together the egg, oil, and honey until the honey dissolves or everything blends together. So while I do that, Heather, I want to ask you, is cooking something that you're really passionate about? Is it something you enjoy? Is it a means to an end, or do you hate it? Like, where do you fall on the cooking spectrum? It falls down the lower end of not my favorite activity and a means to an end, though I have my favorite recipes that I enjoy making, and I love the process of that, but I don't generally like making dinner. I just do it because it's a meal that needs to be eaten every day. I've had some fun experiments, though, where I've put different things together and come up with something on the fly, and they're fun. I don't like the cleanup, maybe, is what I dread after making something. I'm not as creative in the kitchen. My sister is hugely creative. She does amazing things. She's really passionate about food, and I get to enjoy the fruits of her labor. <laughs> and she <laughs> makes awesome. cakes and stuff as well, right? Because I'm pretty sure on the Sunshine Summits, I've seen some really nice birthday cakes that she's made for you over the years. Yeah, she's made three amazing birthday cakes for me. The first one was the Portal cake from the video game Portal. Yeah. Uh, and she made a sun-shaped cake with a little cute face on it for the second one and the third one she made me a Groot cake which had a plastic (laughs) Groot on top but it was the tree rings and she hand decorated or painted all of the fondant on the outside to make the bark and the tree rings it was incredible she's outstanding I just she's got that knack for cooking and baking and that passion for it and I just will eat it so I'm mixing together the honey the coconut oil, which, uh, so it's, uh, in, in what I'm making, I doubled everything that Heather sent me. So yeah. I've got two egg whites, one egg. I've got a half a cup of coconut oil and I've got a half a cup of honey. And I just used whatever honey I had available, which essentially I believe was just Wegman's clover honey. So basically, I mean, this kind of has like a, like a really cloudy, like honey, like consistency right now. Next we have to add flour and I already whisked my, almond flour and everything else together so it should already be nice and loose i don't have a flour sifter unfortunately so while i get the flour and the milk and everything like that ready i met you and you know i've known you for years now but you know i met you you were doing a different show 
at the time, you were doing a show called uh, Sunshine and Power Cuts, and that was kind of your first foray into podcasting. So what was it like initially? Like, why did you kind of gravitate toward podcasting or what was it that really got you behind a microphone for the first time? I think the whole exciting thing about podcasting is that it's this opportunity to make something your way however you like the power of voice your voice your story the way you want to share it you can get incredibly creative with the way that you present something in an audio format and people do amazing things like you and others like with video but just in terms of an audio experience uh, podcasts are magic in my opinion and I got into it because I was actually part of a group for women entrepreneurs And they were looking at podcasts as a way to help promote your business, I guess, or add an extra feature of involving people in the things that you do through a podcast. And so I went through that sort of training on how to start a podcast. And I then did my own research about it. And that's how I found Bandrew and how I found Emily, because Bandrew suggested I go check out better podcasting and Emily led me to you, which is amazing. I love that it brings opportunities for connections. And I wanted to share a little bit of my story living off the power grid in rural New Zealand and the lessons I've learned from relying on nature. I always found that fascinating. And as somebody who, you know, I work for a utility company here in the States, but, you know, it's always fascinating to me as much as I gravitate toward all of the positivity stuff you do, which I've got a lot to talk to you about with that as well. But, you know, you talked a lot about your off-grid experience. So I wanted to ask you, like, what ways has that made your life more rewarding? And then conversely, what ways has it made your life more challenging? Besides, I mean, the obvious challenge of living off the power grid. <laughs> the rewarding thing is that when it's a sunny day, I make all the power that I can use. And I made that. I have a system that makes it. I don't rely on the power grid to provide it for me. I do have probably more power cuts than anyone usually would have because I will run out. I don't have a big enough system to cope with the consumption that I use or my household requirements because I've built it up over the last 10 years in December of 2021. It'll be 10 years living off the power grid this way. Wow. (laughs) Which that in and of itself, sticking with it and learning over that journey of slowly building up from one battery and one solar panel, which is very, very little power. It's not enough to do anything with really. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, people manage, but when you're trying to do normal things because you're running a business from home and a family and all of that stuff, you kind of need to use power. And I am generally a person who is careful with the things that I use and I want my impact on the environment to be light, but that is not kind of like the forefront of why I did it. I went off the grid because it was too expensive to get grid connected, uh, (laughs) which, which was an afterthought after I was already building my house. So it was a weird start to my journey and the challenges are that I get seasonal affective disorder anyway. So wintertime is hard, it's lower sunshine hours, and I live in a place which doesn't generate a lot of sunshine, which means it's even harder. I don't make enough power in wintertime. I'm going to get the chocolate added to this, and I'm going to start scooping this over into my muffin cups, but I wanted to talk to you now about positivity. Positivity, especially with Nikolai's Kitchen, has become a big part of my journey, and it's become a, a, a big thing for me that I want to put out into the world and I want to actively try to make people's lives better. And I have to say specifically that a lot of that is because of you. And it's because of people like you who have had such a positive impact on my life. And especially with the big life changes that I've been through recently, I told you on your show, I'll tell you it again here. Like you saved my life. Like you really did. And your sunshine episodes, your seven days of sunshine, 
you saved my life. Like it was listening to those episodes and just, you know, learning how to breathe and just empty my mind and connect with nature, go out, feel the sun on my face, think about all the good things in life, even the simple things in nature, like running water and the wind blowing that, I mean, it helped me escape from the really dark places that I was in, in my mind. And, you know, I had a question here and I think I just answered it for you. But one of the things I wanted to ask you was what's one of the most rewarding things about doing a show like the sunshine episodes or about doing a thing like just Heather's or not just Heather's like, is, is that something that you find? I mean, obviously I would think it is, but you know, that's something I would imagine you must find rewarding, right? <laughs> yeah. So the Sunshine episodes actually addressed a specific thing. I couldn't find a type of well-being podcast that I wanted to listen to in the okay. way that I wanted to learn the lessons that I wanted to learn. And I was learning lessons anyway, living off the power grid, relying on nature. So I wanted to be able to share that. And Sunshine is light, bright, and motivating. That's kind of the theme of those episodes. And they really were... I planned them out. I'd go through a bit of a journey, look at what I do for my well-being, and then try and share that. While that's amazing and it was part of kind of like my therapy journal and mm -hmm. my therapy exercises and stuff, it also became incredibly difficult to make them because I haven't been in a good place for a very long time. I can't put what I need to into those episodes to make them what I want them to be, which is genuinely helpful and honest and not just I'm saying these words because they make sense because I've written them down. I want to believe what I'm saying so that you hear it and the voice when I'm recording it. And Just Heather's is the same. It's a chance to give me a bit of a place for a personal journal as creative self-expression, which I don't have the pressure of having to specifically take someone on a very detailed journey like I did for Sunshine episodes of the Sunshine Power Cuts podcast. They were well-researched, those ones, and they had quotes and whatnot. And it's a a little bit more of a freeform expression of my well-being journey, which is hugely important because I struggle all the time. My mental health is sometimes not good, and I work on it every day. And Sunshine and Power Cuts came at a time when it was actually wintertime. I launched it then because I needed something to lift me up, a creative project to work on to help me cope. Yeah. And being a light for other people is also the other way that I cope, by focusing on someone else and their things and helping them when you try to make it so you are actively positive because it helps your own mindset, it can get really, number one, it can get really, really draining. And then number two, like if you are in a place where you're just not there mentally, it can be really, really tough to find the energy to dial into that. Like I found that myself in a couple of different times when I've skipped weeks because I'm just like, guys, I'm sorry. I just don't, I just don't have it. And it's like, I'm struggling with something or, you know, I'm dealing with something that's just not as, as easy as I thought it would be or whatever. Like I am, I, I wondered when I, you know, especially when I started really focusing on being positive and, and spreading positivity and doing that, like if that was something that you also really, really struggled with, if that was something that was also really, really hard for you. Yeah, it is. You're not going to be positive all the time because you're going to have challenges and you're going to have to face them. But I think the point of having the affirmations and those messages are reminders because we need reminding of the things to help lift us up, to keep us buoyant. If you want to use an analogy to do with water because I love water. Some of us are more buoyant than others and some of us need some flippers or tools to help us keep us afloat. And that's what messages of positivity and actively working towards that and 
working on my well-being too and just taking time making time for self-care which seems like a big thing but often we neglect it and I tend to neglect it when I'm heading down that spiral because then it's a lot easier to go into the spiral if I'm not looking after myself <laughs> when I'm looking after myself you've got those tools there that are that combat that for you but I tend to let go of the little things and then it builds up and my self-care goes down and then I go down when I listened to the pilot of just Heather's one of the things that you talked about in that pilot a lot was wearing a lot of hats. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you about that specifically. Like, What's the most difficult thing about wearing so many hats? And I think you already answered that. It's that you, and maybe it's intentional sometimes, maybe it's not, but you don't leave enough time for yourself. That's it. I mean, the adage that you need to you, you put your face mask on first in an airplane not that I don't know how many people are traveling <laughs> traveling by airplanes now but you know you've got to look after yourself first and you've got to have a full cup to be able to give to others but that is so hard you can just wear yourself out spread yourself too thin by focusing on other things rather than yourself and that's what I think my journey has been reconnecting with my self-care thing to help balance maintain I don't know just have a healthier perspective about all of the different things that we have to do because we have to do them we've got responsibilities life is life you can't cut them off <laughs> yeah so how you manage that and managing that could be making something creative it could be baking it could be cooking a meal it could be going exercising it could be all of the little there's so many little tools that you could use but yeah is that something that and and I know the answer to this question for myself is yes, but like, is that something that you would also say you've almost used, like you've used, like you've worn many hats or you've put those extra hats on, so to speak, to just even kind of avoid it, like to avoid having to, like if you're in a darker place, like, and you're trying to avoid dealing with your emotions and stuff, I know for me, for a fact that I definitely bury myself in work, bury myself in anything to avoid it. And it's like, that's not healthy. That's not something you should do. Like you have to deal with, and that's one of the things like, especially on this journey that I've been on is finding emotionally healthy ways to deal with things because it can be really, really tough, especially if you kind of never give yourself a chance to really look at yourself honestly. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can add more hats. You can drown yourself in work. You can do all of the things. You can avoid it. You can hide. I like to shut myself off and not talk to anybody, and I disappear on social media and stuff because I can't do it. It's overwhelming. That looks very interesting. <laughs> so I'm right now. I'm covered in chocolate, and I'm <laughs> um, I'm doing two things right now. Number one, I'm I'm eating it off of my fingers. But number two. <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to make any noises doing it because I've I've realized Rebecca Rebecca makes fun of me because like whenever I lick my fingers like are you somebody like when you lick your fingers you make like a really loud noise when you do it or is it just something you're not even conscious of I'm not conscious of that one I'll have to check next time <laughs> yeah I never was either but now I'm like super conscious of the fact that like whenever I lick my fingers I'm always making like that really loud like popping noise half of the chocolate I mixed into the batter and then I just kind of took the rest of it and just put it into the right the, the, that's why i had chocolate all, all over <laughs> my all over my fingers it was like such a mess but i was wondering that because that's something that i have found on this show especially i'm tapping into a part of myself that i've never really and and i mean that kind of it connects back like with my own journey because you follow me on social media obviously mm -hmm. like you know, once, you know, once my friend John passed away and, and once my marriage ended, like 
I resolved to be a different person and I resolved to live a different life. And one of those kind of things about doing that was, you know, gut checking myself and, and not that I share everything. I certainly don't share every single little detail. There are definitely those things I play closer to the chest, but I'm a lot more open about things, especially things I'm struggling with. And I find that I do that because if I can help somebody, if I'm struggling with something and if somebody listens to it and if something they're struggling with too, I want them to find value in that. And I want them to find light as it were, Yeah. you know, and, and, and I really, I, I wondered when I was listening, like when I was listening to the pilot of, of the two shows and, and everything, I had kind of wondered if, if that was something that you were going to get more into. And I got that sense and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of really, I'm, I'm really glad to, to, to hear it. Cause like I said, you've been somebody that has helped me in this, in, in, in this journey that I'm on. Like you're somebody that has helped me kind of really focus on the positive and really focus on positivity and, and transforming my own life. And I'm really, I, I can't wait to, to listen to just Heathers and not just Heathers. Cause I, I love listening to you talk to other people. I love the sunshine summits. I think they're wonderful, but I also really, really love just the idea of you just kind of tapping into your, to your own feelings and kind of just putting yourself out there and being like, here I am world. I'm just Heather. You know, this is what I'm going through right now. Yeah. Thank you. That means a lot, Nick. It means a lot. It means it's incredible to know how much it helped or how much I helped uh, in the past. And I'm excited too. I had another person say that they they missed the personal journal style entry things that I did. And so did I. What's the best piece of advice anyone ever gave you? Oh, oh, that's a tough one. It wasn't necessarily advice, but it was fairly recently, I guess. It was more just pointing something out that I hadn't realized. And it was that you are not the things you make or the things you do, or in my case, the way I generate power. And just hearing that truth hit home. Like, that was made me realize, oh, yeah, I'm not. I am a person who has all of these other facets about her I'm not just this one thing that is crushing me right now. I think that's something that can be universal as well. Like no matter what it is, like one thing doesn't define you. Like even, even when you fail at something and that's something that I've really tried to be frank with myself about and, uh, and talk about on this show is that one thing does not define you. Like one success doesn't define you. One failure doesn't define you. And especially when it term comes with dealing with negativity and it comes with dealing with, with failure and things like that, like it does not define you. It does not own who you are. Like there's so many, and to go back to your analogy about the hats, there's so many different hats that we all wear. One hat is not who you are like that one hat like whether it's you know a mother a wife husband father uh you know uh whatever your 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 career is whatever your hobbies are or anything like there are so many different facets that make you you mm -hmm. absolutely <laughs> and reconnecting with that i think is what's been really helpful because 
you can forget. You can be on a track and you're being so busy or so stressed or all of the things and forget, oh, hey, I actually like listening to music. I haven't put on a CD or played the radio or whatever. Or I like reading. My gosh, I haven't read a book in a long time. Let's pick one up and see how that goes. Or I haven't been for a walk in a long time. I don't know what, if any houses have sold down the street. Maybe I'll just go have a check and see what's happening in the neighborhood. There might be a cat that comes across your path. I like cats. <laughs> I don't know. You know, there might be a bird that flies past and it just twitters at the right time and it makes this thing. Or you might see amazing cloud pattern. I don't know. You'll find that. And that's hard. But there are a lot of things that you enjoy inside you that you can do and trying to find those and reconnect with them is huge. I'm Brad. I'm Justin. And I'm the Cinema Maiden. We are the Cinema Guys. We do a movie podcast. We're just three friends who love to talk about movies and probably the best podcast you've ever heard about movies ever. Or is it the best podcast you've never heard yet? Ooh, but what if they have heard and they forgot that they heard and they have heard it before? Then they should listen again. Yes. Oh, dear God. Real quick. Top favorite episode you've ever had of the cinema guys go. Aquaman, we make fun of Brad the whole time. <laughs> oh, Aquaman was a good one. Every other week we have a full episode where we give our top lists. About usually a new movie. Usually, usually a new movie. Always. You know, we always give at home recommendations at the very end. But my favorite With the is our fun list. little banter. In I between. think the lists are the best thing that we do. Yeah. Our lists are fun. I love to make lists about movies. Just head over to wearethecinemaguys.com and you can subscribe, contact, listen to the show, all of that. As I always like to say, maybe sometime we will see you at the movies. Hello everyone, my name is Nicholas Haskins, host of the 5th Annual Livestream for the Cure. This year, podcast partners and content creators from all over the world will join me from May 19th to the 23rd to try to raise $15,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. Each year, I am reminded time and again of the incredible power and compassion of the indie creators, audiences, and podcasters who set aside their time, energy, and money to make this event a success. I am overwhelmed again this year with an outpouring of support and passion from others who are dedicated to the goal of a future immune to cancer, and wanted to take a moment while you're listening to this show and say, thank you. Thank you, and I'm so eternally grateful for you. I like to say together, we can make a difference. And because of you, we have. From the bottom of my heart and from the entire team that makes Livestream for the Cure possible, thank you. To learn more about this year's event, please visit LivestreamForTheCure.com. Alan, people like stories. I don't know, Rob. Not according to our listener statistics. Ah, statistics lie, Alan. People love listening to stories. Or even better, listening to a pulp or vintage story with their best friend interrupting with jokes and other nonsense. I'm not sure I can commit to multiple additional best friends right now. Well, then it's a good thing we're already best friends who co-host a podcast just like that called Interrupted Tales. Every episode, we tell a complete story of romance, sci-fi, crime, adventure, sports, horror, all with added jokes, commentary, and nerdy references. You can get it on all major podcast platforms or go to interruptedtales.com. You know what, Rob? I've reconsidered, and I am open to new friendship opportunities. That's perfect timing, because now everybody knows they should listen to... Interrupted Tales. 20 minutes, turns out, is perfect for these. Look at these things. Oh. Like, oh. they are like a perfect, just kind of light, 
like light golden brown color on top. I definitely smell coconut. Mm-hmm. Like very, very much smell coconut. And there's a like there's a lot, a lot, a lot of dark chocolate in all of these things. So I'm gonna let these cool for a few minutes and then mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to try to eat one with a fork because they're gonna be way too hot to take out of these silicone cups and 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 try to manage try to manage like uh like that. But so I just uh, have a point there. When I made mine with the coconut flour, it was too I like I mentioned I had a problem with the consistency of the milk or the liquid ingredients with the coconut flour. And the first lot of them I did like a small amount first and they were too dry and so they just crumbled and fell apart. And the next mm-hmm. lot I added more milk to loosen up that um consistency and they were a lot more fluffier, I guess, and they just were more muffin like. And all right, so I am I'm going to try this now. So I've taken it out. So I mean, I honest to God, this is probably the best looking like baked muffin thing I've ever made. It's this thing pretty. looks gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I don't know how it's going to taste, so we're gonna I'm gonna try it right now, and um, you know, this will be the non the non uh, mukbang experience. This is not an ASMR podcast, people. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'll cut that for you guys. But let me try this in here. That is so good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is stupid kinds of good. So I wouldn't, for me personally, uh, I am, I like the taste of coconut, not the texture of coconut, but for me, I would not do the full load of coconut oil next time Okay. because this is basically a coconut chocolate muffin. So if you're somebody who's okay with the taste of coconut, like, and I'll publish this recipe, like the variations that I did and like the original one that Heather sent me, that'll come out when this episode comes out. But this is fantastic. It's just for me, for me, just sweet enough. Okay. Just sweet enough. Um, it's got, you know, you got that bitterness of the chocolate. Now, the only real problem that I had, and I, you know, you, when you see the pictures of this on social media, you'll understand, but Heather can see it now. Like all the chocolate is at the bottom of this thing, literally all of it. So a bite of the top half of this thing is going to be completely different from a bite of the bottom of this thing. I want to just try the top. I want to see if I can just get just the cakey part and see what that's like here. Yeah. It's like eating a coconut muffin. Yeah. It's like a coconut flavored muffin. So I think. What helps for me in that is the coconut part of it and that it gives it that sustainability of feeling like you've eaten something worthwhile. Like I know the textures and taste might not be everyone's cup of tea or favorite muffin flavor or flavor in general or texture, but there's that to it. If I were to make something for somebody that I wanted to make them something with chocolate that was really, really chocolatey but not too sweet. Like don't, and and I would urge you, you know, if you're going to make this yourself, resist the urge because some people are not dark chocolate people resist the urge to go with a milk chocolate because it's going to make this cloyingly sweet. At least I would feel. Yeah. And I don't know if you would agree with that or not. Absolutely. That's why it says dark chocolate. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, like the one thing I would do to change this next time I make it, I made 12 of these and they all look, except for like one of them, which I know got like the little shavings that didn't melt and stick to my hand. There's one that has like a decent amount of chocolate on the top. The rest of them look (laughs) kind of like this one that I'm showing Heather right now, which I mean, that's got like, you can see like little flecks of chocolate in the top, but it is mostly just the flour, like browned that you can see. That one is the surprise one. It's bite in and get the mouthful of goodness because you can't see it on the top. So there. (laughs) Yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, that would definitely be something that I would change next time I make this. And I, I think that is probably a combination of the almond flour making this flourless. And yeah, my chocolate chunks were probably too big to be, to be fair. Cause most failings, and this is something that I have learned in the kitchen and I have had to be honest with myself about most of the time when you fail in the kitchen, it's one person's fault. And you're looking at them in the mirror every time you look at yourself in the mirror. But you make them and you learn from them. It's not like it's all over over unless you've stuck something in there that it's going to poison you or someone else. Exactly. And it's always, always a learning experience. That's why that's why I love food so much. And even like podcasting is the same way as well. It's like even if you have an episode where there's too much background noise and Lord knows in my apartment, you know, like no matter what, like even if you fail, I think we mentioned that earlier even if you fail, that doesn't define you. Mm -hmm. Like one time you fail or like I had, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago on the show when I wanted to make air fried fried chicken and I just like blazed ahead, like shoved it in the air fryer anyway, even though it was way too much for the air fryer to handle at one time and ended up turning it into this like weird blob of chickeny doughiness and and whatever like yeah like i failed that time and i will take that and i will learn from that and i will take that forward and turn that into something better next time i did the shallow pan for um, that time and the next time i'll do something else i'll have the chicken breasts or i'll do well i probably have them not do fillets because fillets would create the same problem but thinner but you know everything is a learning experience in that way. And that's one of the things that I love the most about the kitchen. I And I mean, it's just, it's making great food like this and it's connecting with amazing people like you. That's what keeps me coming back to the kitchen. That's what keeps me coming back to the microphone like time and time and time again. Like I love it so, 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 so much, even when all the chocolate sinks to the bottom. But let's <laughs> let's be fair here. This is not really all that much of a failure because you're getting like a nice, rich, chocolatey bite every time. That's just amazing. It really, <laughs> really is. I mean, let's be fair here. <laughs> I'm glad that you I loved just, it and it worked out this time. And I've loved talking about it with you, Nick. These conversations are way longer than I ever imagined that they would be. And of course, patrons, you guys will get, you're hearing this now because you're hearing the entire like uncut version of it because I just love these conversations and I love amazing people like you. And I mean, it's, it's an opportunity for me to connect with people that have changed my life for the better in, in a lot of ways and who add so much to the world and add so much in, in a really, really, really good way. And I think that more than anything else, I, I do this. I want to do this. I, I should say for really, really selfish reasons, because I want to spend more time on the microphone and share more mic time with incredible people like you who have changed my life for the better forever. And I, cannot possibly no matter what I, I can't possibly express my gratitude for you for 
like all of the things that you have done for me, whether consciously or not, you know, whether it was just like listening to your content or not, but thank you. I, I literally, I cannot possibly thank you enough, but thank you. You're welcome. And thank you because it goes both ways, Nick, and you always have a special place in my heart. So before you run away, because I know you're you're packing in all sorts of recordings, prepping for, you know, getting the new podcast up off the ground. The pilot episodes are out there now, so you can just hear just a little taste of what Heather's all about. And hopefully this has given you a pretty decent taste of, of what Heather's all about. I think it will have. But let the audience know where they can find you on the web if they want to search for you or if they want to follow you, whatever. JustHeathers.com is the new thing that I've launched, and you'll find all of the things there, the podcasts, a blog post, photos that I like to share, my playlist of music that I like listening to, books I'm reading, all of the things. Uh, but other than that, you can find me at SunPowerPod on social media or at I am just Heather, and on Twitter it has an underscore between Just and Heather. Somebody else already sold a good handle, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> That's Too always so the way it works on Twitter, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my, no, thank you. I mean, I mean, honestly, like, thank you. Number one for the, this is an amazing recipe and you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to, to kind of take this and number one, make something I've never made. Number two, make it turn out good. And then number three, take another step in, in a direction that I've been trying to, you know, explore into, especially like I said, because you, I mean, you talked about it yourself with a gluten sensitivity, like you really are trying to do something different. So when I publish this recipe, I'm going to pass it right back to you, you know, to try it this way and just maybe, you know, chop your chocolate up way smaller. Because <laughs> <laughs> this, this, um, or, or maybe not. I mean, if you just like, and then what you can do, Rick, really is, make them this way and then cut the tops off of all of them and then just eat the bottom. <laughs> Whatever works, make it to work for you. <laughs> but exactly. Do you, know, do you know how much pressure there is offering you a recipe? Like I was so scared. I mean, oh. no, this, this turned out so, so amazing. I have seen and And I mean, I, I know that you mentioned, you know, cooking is not as big your thing or whatever, but I have seen like in your discord server and like talking to you on social media for years. Now I've seen some of the things that, that you've made and they look amazing. They look absolutely fantastic. Like, and whenever you can post a picture of food and just make somebody be like, I really need to eat that right now. Like what, even if it's not so much your thing, you've posted some amazing looking food uh, in the past. And I know you will again too. Thank you. I really, really, really love this recipe, and I really, really love Heather, and she's somebody who has changed my life, and she's somebody who you want like her in your ears, I promise you. So go to the website. All the links and everything are down in the show notes, and subscribe to both shows. You're going to get to listen to her talk to a lot of amazing people, myself included. <laughs> okay. you're going to get to hear her talk to so many amazing people and then you know just to connect into the blog posts and just heather's just to hear her on her own journey please subscribe please throw her a listen she's an amazing person and she definitely 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 deserves it um for myself you can find me of course everywhere on the web at nikolai's kitchen on social media or on literally i'm pretty sure every single podcatcher under the sun now as I said, this is the penultimate episode of season one. After this, one more week, the season finale is next week, and I still 
haven't decided what that's going to be just yet, but I want to try to make it something a little bit more special. So stay tuned for that. Heather, I love you. Thank you so, 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 so much for being here. You're welcome. Love you too. <laughs> and everybody out there, thank you so, so much for taking the time to listen, for subscribing to this show. And thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Thank you.